Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome. I'm your host, Tony D'Urso. I interview some of the top entrepreneurs in the world, and I thank you for joining us. I broadcast every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America's Influencers Channel. And you can listen to all of our shows on your Android or Apple device. Go to TonyDurso.com slash mobile and get the app. TonyDurso.com slash mobile. Before we get going, here's a big thank you to some amazing sponsors of our show. Please stay tuned for an important message from Captera, the leading free online resource to help you find the best software solution for your business. And coming up is a significant message from BetterHelp about getting private assistance in areas such as depression, stress, anxiety, anger, conflicts, and more. Also, listen for a vital message from LinkedIn on how the right hire can make a huge impact on your business. More info on them just ahead, so please stay tuned. Today's show is with Michelle P.W. and Jonathan Robinson, love copywriter and love coach. All right. Here's some info on Michelle. Michelle P.W. is the author of the best-selling Love-Based Business series of books, which includes Love-Based Copy, Love-Based Online Marketing, Love-Based Money and Mindset, and Love-Based Goals. These books share how you can sell more with love and build a solid, profitable business on a foundation of love versus a foundation of fear. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the show, Michelle. So glad to have you on. Well, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. Great. I am very much looking forward to this for multiple reasons. I want to learn myself, and I have a very large entrepreneurial audience out there, small business owners, even people corporate-level execs. I'd love to learn all about this and any other points that you can give. But first things first, Michelle, I want to know, we want to know, how did it all start for you? What's your backstory? So when I was in high school, I was casting around for something Uh, something else to do to make money while I wrote my novels. And people said to me, oh, you should be a journalist. And I said, I absolutely do not want to be a journalist. It was in college when I sort of discovered this whole wacky world of copywriting, which is writing promotion materials for businesses. And I specialized and became what's known as a direct response copywriter. And what a direct response copywriter is, is we're writing the copy that your ideal prospects are directly responding to. So, for instance, an email that asks you to click on a link, or if you go to a page and it says um, you can have access to a video training or a free book if you give your name and email address, or a sales page that you're scrolling down forever going, God, you know, does anybody read these things and why is it so long um, because you want to buy something? That's all of that. And that's, that's called a long copy sales letter. Uh, all of that is uh, examples of direct response copy. Very interesting. And I understand that the marketing company that you founded sold over $50 million worth of products and services? Yes. For, yeah, that's, that's how many, that's for my clients. Yes, over the, uh, do, doing this. And what, I, what I've actually founded was something called love-based copy. So a lot of people said, well, you know, that sounds good, but does it actually work? And the, and the and answer is, well, yes, it does work. And the reason why is because when I kind of got into this whole, the whole marketing thing, you know, uh, the, you know, it, it's all about persuasion. 
And in a lot of cases, if you want, if you want to persuade anybody to take action, you have to tap into their emotions. And you have a choice. You can tap into their fear-based emotions or their love-based emotions. And their fear-based emotions are things like fear, shame, guilt, anger, grief. Now, obviously, some of those emotions are not very good for persuasion. Fear and shame are. So a lot of people were saying to me, you know, that they didn't like the way traditional direct response copy made them feel. And uh, because it made them feel icky and inauthentic and all this other stuff. Well, that's because it's tapping into the fear-based emotions. So I teach a different way, which is persuading with love and selling more with love. And that's because you're tapping into love-based emotions. Now, this is very interesting. Now, years, years, years ago, I used to tell people just casually the difference in restaurants. I've been to many good restaurants. And the difference in how the food tastes is all based upon that chef or cook and the love that that person has for the food and the pride they have. And you can taste it in any place, whether the chef cares for that food or not. And it actually changes how the food tastes. And it's just casually, you know, I would tell friends about this. And I always like restaurants where the chef puts the love into the food. But now I've got to ask you, Michelle, love and copywriting? You, You touched upon this a little bit, but love? Now, people think in their minds, like, I love you and love this. Can you give us more and drill down? What do you mean by love and copywriting? So I'm, I'm talking about love-based emotions, not necessarily, which, which is love, but it's not just, you know, romantic love or love that you would have for, you know, a parent or a child. You know, it's more about tapping into people's passions, their hopes, you know, what, the, you know, what they're, you know, what they're, what they're you know, more inspirational. That's more the, the love-based piece that I'm talking about. Um, not that the copy that you write, I mean, it's, there's a difference between writing something that's like inspirational and uh, versus uh, what we're saying. There, there can be some inspirational elements. It doesn't have to be. But it's more motivational. It's also more like you educate people and then you step back and let them make the decision rather than pursuing them. So because a lot of the, a lot of traditional direct response copy and marketing and sales, um, the person is pursuing them. And so what happens if you pursue somebody, there's only two things the person can do. They can either uh, submit or fight or, or, you know, so there, there's no, there's no other way, but, but so, so that's why there's kind of the sort of imbalance of power. When you switch over to the love base, you know, like I said, it's, it's less about the romantic love and all that other stuff. And it's more just about how do you want to show up? How do you, you know, do you want to show up and, uh, and not be triggering these fear-based emotions uh, do you want to be building your business on a foundation of love? Uh, so, you know, on this foundation of sort of, you know, making the world a better place on your passion, on on, on hopes, on, on really changing the world for the better. That's what I'm really talking about. I got you, Michelle. I like to break this down and understand the difference. Okay, there's persuasion, you know, hey, you need this mop because it's the best mop and it cleans your floor faster than ever, whatever. I get that. And the person's trying to persuade us. Can you take us into perhaps maybe showing us or comparing what would be a persuasive type communication as opposed to a love-based type of communication in in So you mean like you mean like love-based persuasion versus fear-based persuasion? Well, isn't there three types? There's fear-based, there's love-based, and there's just hey, buy this because we said this is good or great, but there's no real engagement in it. So you're putting well, more into it, you're putting more emotion in. I just want to separate it out for the audience. So we can see and compare and contrast the differences. Right. 
Well, I would argue that even I, I hear I hear what you're saying, but I would actually argue that that third one that you're saying that doesn't it it I mean there's I would say there's good persuasion and bad persuasion, and if the persuasion is not, not does not tap into the emotions, then it's not persuasive. I mean, then it's just it's just kind of a sales message. So really, the only way the only way you really the only way you persuade people is if you tap into their emotions, and if you fail to tap into either emotions, then you're not really persuading. You're just you're just kind of making you're just saying words so so the difference between kind of fear and love would be um you know like here's an example uh you know know, it's like it's it's like how it's like a way to do takeaway sales that's a very powerful technique and uh and you see this like in frequently asked questions so you know somebody would say um you know like you know it's like well i don't have the time or the money for this program and then the fear-based way of saying that, of answering that would be like, well, obviously you're, you're not taking yourself seriously as a, you know, an entrepreneur, if this was a business program, um, or you would be, uh, you know, or, or you would find the time and money, you know, successful people always find the time and money to, to do these, these things. And you obviously don't have no interest in being successful because you, you, you're telling me you can't find the time or money. So you see how that feels and it can be very effective. So if you are doing it from a love-based way, then you would say something to the effect of, you know, I get it. Um, that you know, in, in order to go, move forward with this, you know, there may be there may be times, you know, you may not have the time. Maybe you don't have the time this year. You know, maybe you've got a sick mom, or, um, or you you know you're you're just or you're sick, or you know you're taking care of so, taking care of people, and you're really not in a position to to do this, and that's fine. Um, you know, we'll be here next year. And, uh, you know, and, and so, it, it, you know, it's up to you to decide what you want to do. But if you're ready to make this transformation, if you're ready to make this leap and you're ready to do what it takes then come on board and let's get started. So you see the difference between, you know, one way is just sort of acknowledging that what, what they're, you're, you're basically educating and acknowledging and then stepping back and letting them decide if they're ready to do it or not, which is actually far more powerful anyways, because the problem when you persuade with fear, like the first way I did it, if you kind of shame them into buying your program, um, that sale is probably not going to stick. You know, the client is not going to follow through because they didn't really, they were shamed into it. So they, it, it wasn't, they didn't really make that decision. But when you do it from the love-based perspective, now you've got people who are far more committed and are going to do the work. And it's going to end up being, it's going to be a much more powerful for them and for you. And it's going to just be a lot easier as well. I see. And Michelle, when we see offers of items that we're interested in and there's this clock counting down and it says, hurry, this yeah. offer won't last soon. You've got to buy this now. Is that a fear base? Because yes, I don't see any love in that. <laughs> yes, that's definitely triggering into fear. That's fear of missing out. So yeah, that's definitely triggering into the fear base. And you can do that from a love base, by the way. Um, I mean, I don't, I, would, I don't know if I would necessarily, I mean, the, the, that countdown clock is real gimmicky. But there is nothing wrong with having a deadline because we all stand in our, so it's just, it's how, it's how we do it. So in other words, um, you know, we all stand in our own way and, and we all need, you know, and, and sometimes we need that kick in the butt to get us to do something. And sometimes that kick in the butt is, okay, the program is starting tomorrow or the price is going up tomorrow. So you have to buy today. And just as long as you say it like that, like the whole hurry and exactly what you said, the countdown clock, all that over-the-top stuff is what turn, is what really tips it into fear. And if, but, you know, if you set it with love base, it would be more along the lines of, okay, you know, just letting you know the deadline's tonight. 
you want to move forward, great. You know, you're going to get it, get it at, you know, at this price, the class is starting. If you wait until tomorrow, then, you know, we can catch you next time or whatever. So that's the difference. The difference is, is kind of stepping back and letting them make the decision. I see very clever stuff. And I really appreciate this information you're giving. You say that this technique is used in getting people to not only watch TV shows, but fall in love and become big fans of them. How do they use th- this persuasive method in their shows? Well, it's it's in the kind of, it's in the it's in the marketing piece of it, and also it's the it's the environment that they're creating. Actually, that's probably a better way to say it. It's in the you know when people are watching a television show or reading a book, you know they're they're you're creating a world. They're, they're, they want they're, they're you know it's it's entertainment. Um, they're they're you're, so you have to use these same techniques, the same sort of persuasive techniques to persuade people. They're living in this world with you, so that's kind of how you're doing it. And, this, and in this case, I guess that what I said before is everything love and fear. I mean, obviously, you're, in this case, if you do tap into fear-based emotions, like you tap into grief, like it's something is sad, that's not necessarily a bad thing because you're, allow, you're giving people a chance to, you know, feel their emotions. I mean, so many people walk around because they're so numb because uh, they don't want to feel, you know, grief or anger or shame or guilt or anything. So they, so, or worry. And, and I, and I get it because they don't feel very good, but they're a part of our human existence. We need to feel them. And if we don't feel them, if we try to stuff them down or run away from them, then they just build up in our bodies. They can cause us sort of health problems. And it's just, and, and not, not to mention just, uh, you know, not to mention they'll stop us from feeling joy. We can't cut off the fear-based emotions and not also cut off feeling the love-based emotions. So feeling the joy, feeling the happiness, feeling the love. So we just we just feel numb. So actually, a lot of these shows they're doing a, especially ones that do tap into like like grief, like sad is is probably a good one, or even like a scary movie. They're doing a real service to everyone because it's giving you a safe place to fully experience your emotions and really feel them, so that you don't become numb. This is the Tony D'Urso Show. Just ahead, the chat continues with Michelle P.W. and Jonathan Robinson, love copywriter and the love coach. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. I think we've all bought software that's unused and just sitting there. I've made that mistake a few times and don't like to talk about lost money. Now, I'm much smarter and I have Captera to help me. Captera.com slash Tony. Captera is the leading free online resource to help you find the best software solution for your business. With over 850,000 reviews of products from real software users, discover everything you need to make an informed decision. Search more than 700 specific categories of software, everything from project management to email marketing to yoga studio management software. No matter what kind of software your business needs, Captera makes it easy to discover the right solution fast. Visit captera.com slash Tony for free today to find the tools to make an informed software decision for your business. captera.com slash Tony. Captera. That's C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A dot com slash 
Tony, Captera, Software Selection Simplified. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're listening to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDierso.com. Now, back to Tony and his guests. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show. Today's show is with Michelle P.W. and Jonathan Robinson, love copywriter and the love coach. Michelle is also a best-selling fiction writer. She's published two psychological thrillers, suspense mystery novels, has a three-book series out, and holds a double major in English and communications from the University of Wisconsin-Madison. All right, and now back to the chat with Michelle. I didn't realize this at first when we talked about it, but love-based persuasive method is not necessarily just being happy, happy, and you're going to love it. It, It's whatever engages in the emotion, and that could be fear, that could be anger, that could be grief, and so forth, correct? It's more about you kind of holding the space for and allowing other people to sort of feel whatever it is they're feeling. So rather you, rather than you trying to manipulate, I guess that's really what the difference is. So it's like with me, with the love based the way I've kind of look at it is, is you allow, you create a, you create a, 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 con, a container so people can feel safe feeling whatever it is they're going to feel. So, cause the other thing is that you don't necessarily, because you know, like, you know, these fear-based emotions are a part of life. And, uh, and the problem is, is when you use those fear-based emotions to manipulate people to buy, that's where I think the line is, is kind of where, where I don't, I personally, uh, obviously, you know, I'm here to kind of educate and people can make their own decisions what they want to do. But I personally don't like it when that's happening because I feel it's kind of like manipulating people in a moment of weakness um, to, 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 for them to buy. And like I said, even from a business standpoint, and I get it if you're feeling, you know, as a business owner, you're, you're, you're in a lot of fear and scarcity because you really need some sales in the door and you know your program's great. And so you, you, so you just want to get somebody in and, 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 and be able to help them. And, I, and that's all well and good. The problem is, is that when you use fear-based emotions and you kind of get people and manipulate people more that way, it's, as I said before, you know, they tend not to stick you know, they're the ones that tend to refund or tend to disappear because they're not as committed because it wasn't, they, they didn't really sit with it and decide that they, and make that decision that they wanted to move forward or not. So none of this is easy, by the way. And it's so, but one of the things that I do like to say is that, yeah, love-based, you know, you, you, you do, it's like, it's like if somebody feels, if somebody just experienced a loss, like let's say their mother just died. And, uh, and you say, and they're crying and you say to them, they're there, it's going to be okay. Well, I mean, it's not going to be okay. I mean, their mother died. So, and we know that. Um, so, but you're, you're, but the person saying that to them, like, you know, they're there, it's going to be okay. You can stop crying is because the, the person crying is making them uncomfortable. The more comfortable we are with our feelings, the more we can just sort of sit there and allow people to experience their feelings. That's the power in this. I see. And Michelle, what would you say are some memorable lines and what makes them memorable so that we can see more of this in action? So with the memorable lines piece of it, that's a that's that's a it's a little different. I mean, some of that is is kind of in a cultural in a cultural standpoint, like, you know, you can't handle the truth or show me the money. And some of that, that the reason why that's sort of caught on is because it's caught, it's it's really tapped into sort of some common emotional experiences as well. 
and, and or common um, shared experiences like show me the money. You know, who doesn't want to do that? That's from Jerry, you know, Jerry McGuire. And, and then, you know, and then, you know, you can't handle the truth from a, a few good men or, you know, I guess we're not in Kansas anymore. Toto, that's from the Wizard of Oz. And, you know, and that one sort of taps into, you know, how we can suddenly wake up and, and be in a life situation that doesn't doesn't, you know, that that's totally different. You know, it's because when you look at a lot of the things that, that show up in fiction, you know, there is a kind of a, a, a real life counterpart to it. Like, look at the whole horror genre with vampires, you know, because we all we've all run into en- energy, you know, people who suck our energy dry, you know, and they exhaust us. Uh, you know, the undead zombies is big right now because, you know, so many people are walking around numb and undead. So there is a lot of those. Um, if you look at what's happening in fiction and there's there is there is reasons why we resonate so strongly with it because it is connecting to our emotions. I appreciate you explaining that. This is a really interesting subject. And you're an author of nonfiction and fiction as well. Can you tell us, first of all, let's talk about some of your nonfiction books. I guess they're all love-based type of teaching books. Yes. So I started with love-based copywriting, and I've got two of those. And then I've got love-based online marketing, love-based money and mindset, and love-based goals. Because the more I dug into it, the more I realized that you know, really everything we've, we've done is we've, we've built on a foundation of love or fear. And so I wanted to show people how if they wanted to build their lives and businesses on a foundation of love, they could. And if we are interested, of course we are. We're all interested. We want those love-based books. We can go to Michelle. That's, and I'm going to spell it, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-P-W.com. One L in Michelle, P-W.com. Can we see those books there? Yep, those books there. And then there's also a link to the fiction books, um, which are psychological thrillers, mystery suspense books. And they're best-selling. Tell us a little bit more about those. That's very interesting. So uh, one is best-selling, and, or one, one was on the bestseller list. So that was The Stolen Twin. It was the first book that I did. And they, the, the, so what they are, that, like the, the, the one I'm writing now, I've got four books published, and, and two of them are part of a psychological thriller um, mystery suspense series. But they have a little bit of romance in them, and, and so they try to, I, I kind of mix a lot of genres. So there's a little something for everybody in those books. I love it. And Michelle, this is a very unique question I'm going to ask of an author of your stature. Are your books successful because you use the persuasive method in marketing to them, a love-based persuasive method? Yes, absolutely. In fact, that's one of the things that I found. Like I just, I, I set up an ad on my very first ad on Facebook for fiction and um, and it's getting a very very good response and I and I know that's because uh, you know I was able to set up the the ad I was able to set up the landing page and I know that that's a big part of it is that I understand the 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 this, this idea of persuasion and how to write copy that that's persuasion because everything's different I mean it's all marketing is marketing is marketing but then you also have to know you know you have to be able to take it and and um, and make it unique based on whatever it is that you're selling. Michelle, we have so many marketers in the audience, authors, people that want to be an author, people that write copy or want to write better copy, people that have their own business and so forth. Teach us, teach us. We want to know this. We want to, we want to learn that success a lot faster. How can you teach us? Do we read your book? Do you have a training class? Tell us more. 
So the yes, the books are probably a great place to start. So Love Based Copy, the, the so they're they're all on Amazon, and you can get them on Kindle or physical books. Or actually, the the nonfiction you can also get on Nook and iTunes. So they're all over the place. And then I do have some courses as well that you can check out, and um, that's at lovebasedcopy.com. So that's got some more training programs. Um, it also has a link to my blog. So my, so there's a lot of free resources on my blog as well, which was lovebasedbiz.com. All right, a couple of URLs here. So I want to make sure we know how to navigate. If we go to, first question, if we go to michellepw.com, can we see and access these other links? Yes. I, I, so that's kind of the umbrella site. So if that's the only site you remember, that's fine because that'll have links to directly to love-based copy, drinks, links to the book, links to all of that. So that was, that's probably the best way to get started. This is the Tony D'Urso Show. Just ahead, the chat continues with Michelle P.W. and Jonathan Robinson, love copywriter and the love coach. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. When it's time to make a hire for your small business, naturally you want to find the best person for the job. Odds are that person is on LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to get matched with quality candidates who make the most sense for your role. LinkedIn Jobs uses knowledge of both hard skills and soft skills to match you with the people who fit your role the best. People come to LinkedIn every day to learn and advance their careers. So LinkedIn understands what they're interested in and looking for, which means when you use LinkedIn Jobs to hire someone, your matches are based on so much more than a resume. Your LinkedIn Jobs matches are based on skills and backgrounds, sure, but also interests, activities, and passions. Matching lets you quickly get a group of the most relevant, qualified candidates for your role. That way, you can focus on the candidates you want to spend time talking to and make a quality hire you're excited about. Customers rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires. Post a job today at linkedin.com slash Tony and get $50 off your first job post. That's LinkedIn dot com slash Tony. Terms and conditions apply. I've helped a lot of people in the past with a variety of life and business issues. I understand how you feel. That's why I believe BetterHelp Online Counseling can give you the assistance you want. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are specialized in issues such as depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, trauma, anger, family conflicts, dot, dot, dot. You get the picture. Connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. Everything you share is confidential and it's so convenient. Get help at your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure videos, phone sessions, plus chat and text. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option and for the Tony D'Urso Show listeners, get 10% off your first month with the discount code TONY. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash Tony. Start by simply filling out a questionnaire to help assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. Betterhelp.com slash Tony. Give it a try and get some better help, won't you? That's betterhelp.com slash Tony for 10% off your first month. 
Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You're listening to The Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyD'Urso.com. Now, back to Tony and his guests. All right, we're back on The Tony D'Urso Show. Today's show is with Michelle P.W. and Jonathan Robinson, love copywriter and the love coach. And now, back to the chat with our guests. Well, I hope a lot of people check out Loved Based Copy because we need that to be more effective to get our products and services out there. I've seen too many people start and fail or not do well, and something like this would really help them a lot. We need you, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I know I'm out, I'm out here um, really excited, and thank you so much for having me because one of the things I love to do is really spread the word about this because I really think this is this can be life-changing. I mean, when I first brought, when I had the first book out, I can't tell you how many people emailed me and said how much they, you know, how, how much relief they felt and how I'd finally given them something they had just been longing for. So I'm so excited to be spreading the word about this. Excellent. I love it. Once again, Michelle PW, we talked about love-based copywriting. That's based B-A-S-E-D in case I don't pronounce that right. Love. She's a love-based copywriter. Her website is michellepw.com. That's one L. Thank you so much, Michelle. Loved it. Well, thank you so much for having me. And now we have Jonathan Robinson join us. The love coach, Jonathan Robinson, is a psychotherapist and best-selling author of 12 books. He's made frequent appearances on Oprah, CNN, and Good Morning America. He teaches about love and relationships and does talks to Fortune 500 companies such as Google, Microsoft, and Apple. Here we go. Welcome to the show, Jonathan. So great to have you on with us. Thank you, Tony. I'm looking forward to this. So am I. This is quite a subject, the love coach. Well, I can't wait to find out about this and really get some good information out to our audience. But first things first, before we go on, Jonathan, how did it all start for you? What's your backstory? Well, I was blessed to grow up in a very dysfunctional family in which everybody hated each other. And I say blessed because... I, I started to see that being able to communicate and connect with people was like a survival skill. And so at the ripe old age of 11, I started reading self-help books to figure out ways to have better relationships. I'm impressed. And I think you said earlier off air, you started writing self-help books at the ripe old age of 18. Is that right? Yeah, I mostly wrote them for me, you know, to remind me of what worked and what doesn't. But uh, the first book I wrote that was published, I was probably about 28 years old, and that got me on Oprah. So that was that led to a, a successful career writing books. Yes, you've been on quite a few <laughs> shows out there. I really am curious, though, why, if that's even the right question, Jonathan, why are you a love coach? What What's so unique? What makes this so special that you know about this subject so well to write and be pretty much plastered all over the world about it? Well, mostly um, by figuring I didn't know anything and that I would interview the best, uh, most loving people on the planet. So for one of my books, I interviewed everybody from the late Mother Teresa to the Dalai Lama, you know, anybody you might have heard. I'm always asking them, what are your best 
advice or methods for helping us have more love in our life because I think having love and peace is more important than anything else, but most people don't have a lot of it. So I was looking for how a, a somewhat lazy person like me could could get to a place where I was feeling love and feeling really good connections every day. And and mostly I, I stole all these great methods from from some of the most loving people on the planet. I like that. Very cool on that. And your book is called? It's called More Love, Less Conflict. It's the same as your website, morelovelessconflict.com. Mm-hmm. And there, I've interviewed many coaches. There are people that know this subject or some facet of it. What makes your book and this approach different than any other book? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I don't like reading a whole lot. So what I wanted to do is find the simplest methods that in under a minute could have profound impacts on a relationship or could help people reach a really deeper level of intimacy. And most people don't know these methods. And I find that, you know, when I get stressed out, I don't want to I don't remember a lot of stuff. So, you know, if I can have like a fill in the blank method that involves saying three words and it works, well, that's a keeper. So I put all those ideas in the More Love, Less Conflict book. Oh, I can't wait to find out some of these. I'm sure we have members of the audience here that just would love some help and example. But before we do that, I just want to give a little note that I just love that little video on your site, More Love, Less Conflict. It is so cute. It is so darling. And it begs the question, because this is about love, this is about relationship. If people are happily with someone or not necessarily looking for love, do you have something for them too? Or is this only for people who want to have a better relationship? Um, it's really for anybody who wants more love. I mean, there's two ways to do that. You can open up to the love inside yourself. And, you know, that's more of the spiritual discipline, which I have methods for that. But, you know, a lot of love comes from the people in our lives, our family, friends, lovers. You know, how can you connect with them more deeply? And in a certain way, the instructions for doing that are in the word intimacy, you know, into me see. So when you reveal stuff about yourself, it opens up the hearts of other people and soon you have a really beautiful connection. That's very nice. I like that. And I understand that you've been married for a very long time, as I, but it's changed. It's different out there. In fact, off air, we talked about, I believe you've been together 20 years. I've been 26. You're catching up there. And, <laughs> and you mentioned something about it being an anomaly today. It's so, so true, Jonathan. And why do you think, from your point of view, why is it an anomaly today? What is wrong that there's people don't seem to get married as much or... And divorced even more often. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, life is really stressful nowadays. You know, it's moving fast. Everybody's under a lot of stress. And most people have literally zero communication training in their entire life. You know, something that they do all the time. So most people don't have these skills to deal with that amount of stress. And therefore, things go south. But I find that... Even an hour of information that you get in a book or a video or something can give you certain skills that almost make it look like you have a superpower because when you learn how to communicate really well and in a way that leads to intimacy consistently, 
people are very attracted to that. And, you know, my income and my life is filled with people who really appreciate me, not because I'm that great of a guy, but just because I communicate using certain methods that are pretty easy to learn. All right, Jonathan, I like that. Can we go into some methods that people can learn right now and give us some information about how and why that works? Sure. Let me start with a method that involves two words that, you know, my wife and I, early in our marriage, we used to argue a lot. And uh, we came upon a method that involves just saying two words. And in the last decade, we have had zero arguments. So we went from an argument a week to zero arguments in 10 years. That's pretty good. That's Um, phenomenal. Yeah, the method is very simple. When either partner is upset, uh, and you know that you're kind of getting more and more angry or more frustrated, you can say the word yellow light. And what that signifies is that you have to take a two-minute break in silence before you say anything more. And once my wife and I started to take these two-minute breaks, if either of us said yellow light, we calmed down, we got more rational, we didn't say hurtful stuff anymore, and we were able to work things out. So that's an example of like how simple some of this stuff is. And you know, I've had couples who say that they argue twice a week, and, and they end all arguments just by this really simple method. Yellow light. Who would have thought? Very, very clever. It makes me think of when we're driving, sometimes they're, actually I shouldn't say the word sometimes, too many times the drivers around us are texting. They're seeing yeah. who likes them on Facebook. They're looking down. They're stopping at green lights. They're going, you know, 20 miles an hour in a 45-mile-hour zone. And it seems to be more and more prevalent. And when we're driving, sometimes there's a little bit of angst, understandably so, because of that. And when my wife, if she starts to get irritated by this, I try, if at all possible, just hold her hand. Because yeah. what are you going to do? We're not going to push the other car out of the way. The person is texting, and I've seen up to four people in the car texting at the same time. It's like, what, are they talking to each other? Yeah. <laughs> so very- yeah, Little things like that, holding hands, selling, uh, saying yellow light. You know, one of my uh, favorite methods, you know, I'm also a psychotherapist besides a coach, and I see a lot of couples on the verge of divorce, and I ask them, why are they getting a divorce? And they'll, they'll often say little things like, you know, he burns my toast, or, you know, they always forget to put sugar in my coffee. And what are I find you, that, I'm sorry to interrupt. I rarely do yeah. it. But Jonathan, are you kidding? That's a cause for divorce? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because every day they, they feel like their partner is dismissing them. And, and when we feel that, when we feel unappreciated or not understood, it leads to uh, a lot of anger and hurt. My, my, you know, what my. people, what you people want toast, that caused yeah. the divorce. Wow. What, what people want is understanding and empathy and they want to feel appreciated. So here's a very simple method and we can try it out right now, Tony. This is the Tony D'Urso show. Just ahead. The chat continues with Michelle PW and Jonathan Robinson, love copywriter and the love coach. But first it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment.
We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Hey, check out my other great interviews at TonyDURSO.com or using your Android or iPhone, get the app at TonyDURSO.com slash mobile. That's TonyDURSO.com or slash mobile for the app. Thanks. Would you like a lot of people checking out your sales page, your branding page, your podcast? Like a lot of us, are you just trying to do it all yourself? Are you taking webinars, seminars, and workshops to learn how to grow your social media and how to bring visitors to your site? Are you downloading free ebooks, buying books, buying classes, doing this and that just to learn how to get more sales, more people, more exposure? Been there, done that. Why not just get good targeted traffic and cut to the chase? Skip the extra steps and get the visitors you want now. Imagine how you would feel if you had thousands and thousands of consumers coming in each week and checking out what you have, including downloading your podcasts, watching your videos, checking out your webinars, reading your stuff, and so forth. Most people can't do it all. The learning curve is too steep. You need help to get her done. My roots are lead generation and marketing, and I have cut through the chase to get a sizable audience. I've learned from some of the best. These people are the real deal, organic. That's what you want. Let me help. Go to TonyDURSO.com and find clicks on the nav bar. Follow the link and let's set you up for a trial. That's TonyDURSO.com and find clicks on the nav bar. C-L-I-C-K-S. Here's to your success. You heard that a majority of businesses fail. Don't be a statistic. Get my book free, The Vision Map. Beat the odds for your business success. Get it free at TonyDURSO.com slash vision. And set up your own successful vision map. TonyDURSO.com slash vision. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're listening to The Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyD'Urso.com. Now, back to Tony and his guests. All right, we're back on The Tony D'Urso Show. Today's show is with Michelle P.W. and Jonathan Robinson, love copywriter and the love coach. Jonathan says, quote, life is stressful. Love shouldn't be. The pace of modern life leaves so little time to truly connect with our partners. Yet the need for good communication has never been greater. Most of us have had little to no training in how to best communicate in ways that foster deep trust and intimacy, end quote. And now back to the chat with Jonathan. I've known you a total of 15 minutes. And it's, it's a fill-in-the-blank statement. And it is uh, something I notice about you that I appreciate is... So something I noticed about you, Tony, that I appreciate is, is that you're really clear in your communication. You know, before the show, you're really clear. You're clear on, on the podcast. You're very much yourself. And uh, it's very easy to feel comfortable with you because I know what to expect and I know what you want and you're communicating it. So that's something I know that I can really appreciate. 
Now, as I say that, I'm not fishing for compliments, but that is something I was already thinking. And by saying our appreciations, it helps people to feel really cared for. And the best predictor of how happy a marriage is, is the number of appreciations couples give to each other. And that's not rocket science, not that hard to do. Oh, then I think I'm overbalanced here because every time my wife does cleaning of the house, I thank her. I thank her for the laundry. I thank her for any shopping that she does. I thank her for various other household things that she's just taken on and assumed as her task and job in the house. And I'm always thanking her for it. I'm teasing that I think it's overbalanced. But I totally agree because when someone does something, they're not necessarily looking for that compliment and being on a pedestal, but they like to know that it's appreciated. When my wife cooks dinner, I don't care what, I'm always thanking her for giving me and cooking such a great meal to the point she says that I say that whether she burnt a meal or not. And I tell you, I would because I appreciate the fact that she cooked it, but she never burnt a meal anyways. But it's that appreciation, that acknowledgement of, hey, I see you, I recognize you, I appreciate this. It really does make people feel a lot better. I agree. Yeah. You know, it's not rocket science, but, you know, I sometimes get caught up in work and forget to do that. So I actually don't tell my wife this, Tony, but just between you and me, I have Siri on my iPhone remind me to say an appreciation each day uh, in case I forget. (laughs) But, you know, you say a lot of them. That's why you're married 26 years. I say a lot of them. That's why I'm married 20 years, you know, happily. And it's little things like that can, that can make a huge difference in how much love you have in your life. Well, you know, it's very interesting because I don't do it for any accolades. And I've never, ever mentioned this ever before. And I'm only speaking about it now because it's very apropos to our conversation. But I truly appreciate it. I mean, why is she spending all this time to cook me this great meal? It's like, I'm impressed. And she does this all the time. It's like, that is so cool. I never take it for granted. I'm, I can cook a little bit, not like her. I can make my own meal, but she feels it's her job. She wants to do it. And I just so appreciate it. But it's, it's, very, it's very genuine. I, I really, truly do. And I think that not to steal your thunder or take away, but to add to this interview, If people just did that, as we're talking about, and told each other truthfully, meaningfully, when they find something and they appreciate it, it boils down to the gratitude point of view. Be grateful for what you have and for what's being done. Yeah, I'll tell you a funny story about that. I knew that being grateful for the little things your partner does is is really helpful in relationships. So a friend of mine got back from India a few years ago and said that he got this magical mantra to help him feel overwhelming gratitude for his partner. And I asked him, well, would you tell me what it is? And he said, no, you'll have to go and get directly from the guru. So I'm always looking for the best methods on earth. So I traveled 18,000 miles to India and, you know, travel by rickshaw. Eventually, I finally get to his ashram. I wait in line for hours. I finally get a chance to talk to this guru. I say, what's your magical mantra for feeling grateful towards your loved ones? And he, in Indian accent, says, ah, yes, my mantra is the most powerful mantra on earth. And he leans in to whisper into my ear. And he says, whenever possible, repeat these words. The mantra I give you are the words, thank you. Oh, my goodness. I look at him, I go, 
I go, that's it? I traveled 18,000 miles? Thank you, that's it? And he looks at me, he says, no, that's it is the mantra you have been using. And that makes that person feel like they're never enough. My mantra is thank you, not that's it. That's it will take you nowhere. <laughs> so Smart guru. You, said, you have to say it from your heart. So every time you know, your wife makes a meal for you, say thank you from your heart. Every time they clean your dishes, say thank you from your heart. Every time your children hug you, say thank you from your heart. And, and soon you'll be filled with gratitude. And it actually does work. Jonathan, I want to thank you right now deeply on behalf of the audience for assisting us so that we don't have to travel 18,000 miles to go to India to learn exactly. that. Thank you very much for sharing. That's really cool. I like that. And I know I say cool a lot because I think it's one of the best words around. So I say that's very cool. And I'm just being a little silly. That's just my Italian. Well, how about that? It's showing the gratefulness. It's not just being grateful. Because if a person is, you know, sometimes I think too many times, actually, people are like poker Poker players, you know, they hold back. They don't want to say what cards are in their hand. They don't want to communicate. They don't want to share. And just saying that thank you, getting it out of your world to their other world is indeed very powerful. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's really great methods for everything, for gratitude, for working through problems, for ending arguments, for uh, negotiating things, but most people don't know any of these methods. So their relationships with their kids, their mate, even their coworkers all suffer. And that's really why I wrote the more love, less conflict book was to get these methods out to a wider audience. And I think, you know, we need more love in the world. Jonathan, with some people in the audience, maybe some are at the, at the brink, at the boiling point, the tipping point, maybe filing for divorce. What would you say to them to try? What's the one piece of advice or technique, aside from getting a hold of you at morelovelessconflict.com, checking out your book? What could they apply today? Because your book may take a little while to come in the mail, and they've got a burning issue right now. So let's talk about how can we help some people. Well, on, on the morelovelessconflict.com website, I actually have a, a free download called the 12 questions of instant intimacy and people can get that for free on the website and when you ask people these questions and you listen to them it pretty much 100% of the time leads to a deep intimate open loving conversation and these are questions you can use with your mate or a friend and for people who want to deepen their relationship or are having trouble I would recommend that they ask these 12 questions, and they'll notice an immediate effect. But um, in general, I'd say that people need to work on feeling empathy and understanding their partner. I never have couples come in and say, Jonathan, uh, uh, we're, we understand each other perfectly. That's why we want a divorce. You know, I have the opposite happen all the time where they're blaming each other, and they're both blaming each other, and that goes nowhere. So when couples can learn to understand their partners, it immediately leads to a softening, open communication, and more love and less conflict. Jonathan, I do believe you've given the overall most encompassing piece of information here, understanding. You may have given it as a little bit of a parody or whatever, or a little joke, but couples that understand each other don't go and get divorced? Right. That never happens. Um, you know, 
the most common problem, really the only problem I see is that people don't understand or they don't have empathy for their partners. So when you do really understand why your partner feels the way they do and you feel empathy for that, that immediately allows them to want to understand you and feel empathy for your situation. And once people understand each other, solving problems usually takes about 25 seconds. But it might take 20 years to get to that place where people are actually listening to each other if they don't have the right skills. I got you. And these 12 questions is something that a person who's feeling like it's the other person's fault, if they go read that list, that will actually help open them up to to what? What would be the end result? Okay, someone's in a having a, a very bad time with their, their spouse. They look at the 12 questions. Does that give them what? That gives them something to think about before responding or reacting further? Well, like, for example, one of the questions is, when do you feel most loved? You know, when people understand that, it helps to open up the communication channels. So a lot of the questions are geared towards being vulnerable. And when there's shared vulnerability, there's always intimacy. And what happens when things go wrong is that there's just there's no vulnerability. There's there's just blame and blame never help is helpful. I've seen a lot of that. It gets into this never-ending, going-down-the-chute spiral sort of thing, the rabbit hole with blame, because blame, 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 it does, you're right, it doesn't really solve anything unless you say or look at what you could be responsible for. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, anytime I blame my, my uh, wife, she's never said, Oh, yeah, now I see what you're talking about. <laughs> Thank you for showing me the errors in my ways. That doesn't happen. Oh. You know, but when you, when you um, uh, reveal stuff about yourself that you can reveal in the 12 questions, or when you say appreciations, or when you take responsibility in very precise ways, it always leads to more intimacy and connection. And ultimately, that's what we really want in life. I want to get my head around this one more time. With that blame, because, you know, while you were mentioning this, I was thinking of people I've met, people that have argued, things that I've seen, where it's the blame, blame, blame. And what if a person is being blamed by their spouse or coworker, or this could be anywhere, what would be a great way to deal with that when you're, you didn't do this and you didn't do that and you're all wrong and blah, 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 blah. How can somebody deal with that? What's your advice on that? Well, it's a great question. When people are blaming, they're very upset. So empathy is the thing that you want to give and understanding. So it might be saying, it sounds like you're really upset and you felt really hurt by what happened. And I'm really sorry that you're upset. That will often be what the person needs to hear before they can hear what you have to say. But we're not very good at giving empathy. So a lot of times it just goes into that blame cycle that uh, people get stuck in. I like that. Thank you so much, Jonathan R. Robinson, The Love Coach. Your website is morelovelessconflict.com. I love that name. Great chat. We really touched upon a lot of great points that I think are, if I can say, ailing society a little bit more these days than should be. Really appreciate you giving us this. And if 
in closing, you had one final piece of wisdom aside from reading your book and checking out the questions, or do we already have, or do we already get that? I was just looking if there was any particular closing comment on this subject. Well, you've heard it all before, but love yourself, love other people, and tell them what you love about them. You can't go wrong doing that. I love it. Thank you once again, Jonathan R. Robinson. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Tony. And for my amazing audience, thanks so much for listening. Remember, success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. Be righteous. Join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Urso Show. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Tony D'Urso Show with his key influencers. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 